us drilling through concrete pavement slabs to take the anchor bolts for a, a big tent here in Rivna. Welcome to another sauntering podcast with me, Paul White. We're going to be um, feeding the the many, many refugees who are in the city and giving them a place of shelter this winter. I'm working here with Remar SOS and my Spanish friend is on the drill and we're whacking in anchor bolts. that there's something like 50,000 um, refugees in the city at this time and so this facility provided by Remar is going to be an amazing opportunity to, to just offer additional care and support for these incredibly vulnerable people. With the help of a translator I was just talking to two, two young boys and just saying are you afraid? And they said yeah we're afraid and they looked afraid and and uh, I said to them, we can't fix everything, but we are here to show you that people care. And Jesus gave his life for us, so we're giving our lives for you. It's been an incredible privilege to be in the city, and we felt incredibly loved and supported, and or loved and welcomed, I should say, by certainly the church and... Um, I was invited to preach on Sunday in the church. They didn't know me from Adam and received me really well. And that was really a huge privilege. Um, and the uh, Christians have taken us out for lovely meals and treated us incredibly kindly. And not just that, but really dug in and got practically involved and rolled their sleeves up and helped us get this tent up and we made incredible progress yesterday which is really really good and particularly one guy who's a builder just got us all this equipment got his um, telescopic forklift driver on site and we were putting up that tent faster than any <laughs> that we've done so far so that was really really cool and so we're really grateful. And God has been looking after us, which is also really good. But there have been a few things that have happened that have made me kind of think a bit. And just um, you realise that this is, whilst there's incredible kindness and life, people are trying to get on with life and get there, just maintain the normal things that they do and run their business, bring up their families, this kind of thing you realise how the threat that's hanging over them does take its toll. And Saturday morning, I don't want to name drop, but we were having breakfast with the mayor in a very pleasant little cafe about 8.30, and we'd ordered the food and a few bits had started to come, and he suddenly got a message on his phone and had to jump up from the table and excuse himself because a missile had struck. 30 kilometers away from where we were but it was still within his area of responsibility um, and so we began to pray for him and then suddenly there were two more 
Um, well, we heard two more explosions pretty close by, very loud. And we thought, man, this because the first one we didn't hear. And we so we jumped up from the table, went outside, and we could just see the beginnings of the plume of smoke coming up. And then it, you know, began to fill the sky. And it was obvious that something had been hit pretty nearby. Well, of course, the, the people in the cafe or the restaurant were, were, were um, you know, shocked and uh, emotionally impacted by what had just happened. And this old lady sat on her own, just began to cry and sob. So I held her hand and she was sobbing and then, then I noticed that the girls who were serving us were all in tears and were kind of people were walking in and out and walking around in a disorientated kind of way, not knowing what to do, whether to stay or go. And obviously the thought in your uppermost in your mind is, are there going to be any more and are they going to be nearer and is it going to be us next time? And so we were out in the street kind of deciding whether we should drive towards it and go and see if we can help and with them the emergency vehicles were were sort of screaming by and we realized that probably we wouldn't be much help depend it's just hard to really just get your own bearings and think right what is the right thing to do what is the best thing we can possibly do with our time right now and in in response to this thing well there weren't any more blasts that we you know, in the following few minutes. And so we had a message from the mayor saying, you know, to, if we could get undercover, great. If we just could maybe just jump in the van and drive in the opposite direction um, or find an open space, get in the park, which was nearby. So anyway, we, we dithered around a little bit and weren't sure what to do. And we... In the end, we just drove to where we were due to be putting the tent up, which was actually quite an open space, um, and began to get on with the job there because we thought, well, there's no more, uh, nothing else happening, it seems. Um, we, we're as safe here as anywhere. So it's kind of a difficult calculation, and you, you want to obviously uppermost in your mind is you want to get home safely but you then your concern is maybe there are people suffering that we could do something about that is quite a disorientating thing and uh you know we went on we got the day done we hard gen uh, we borrowed a generator because there was no power we couldn't do the drilling that we needed to do so we got a generator and we uh, some help came from um, some of the local people from the church and we we got a good day's work done in the end um but it, it it began to it struck me you know as I I've been praying since that there's something about being in the community that we're praying for and feeling the pain beginning to have a bit of insight uh, albeit a very tiny insight into what it is like to be here in this particular climate and we were talking to a couple of young lads who came by and were asking us what we were doing and there was a lovely translator there so that was great she helped me and I said can you translate for me and I said to the lads are you afraid and they said yeah we're afraid and uh, I said well we're here because Jesus gave his life for us 
and we want to give our lives for you. We want to show you his love by turning up. And I said, we can't fix all the world's problems in one go, but we can turn up and be present. And so it was quite a moment. I had my arm around one of the lads and and he was just, he wasn't sort of offish or anything. It just seemed that that was some comfort to him. And to hear those words about the love of Jesus, he kind of prayed that they'll they'll sink into his heart and mind, become part of his story. Um, but you realise, and uh, in these situations, we so much want to help, and yet we don't want to get in the way. We want to be part of the solution, not an additional part of the problem. And I think sometimes we we're stuck in that kind of thing of do we do something or nothing? And my belief is it is better to do something. It's better to show up and say, Lord, I'm here. I'm showing up. If there's anything you can do with me today, then please do it. If if you can use me in any way to bring some help and um respite or some solace into this situation then use me lord um and so the just seeing the pressure that falls on the people in leadership like the mayor it enables us to pray for the mayor who is a a really devout believer if you haven't seen his testimony on my um facebook page then do have a look because it's profound but he's a he's a believer he used to be the president of a bible college and a pastor and now he's a he's leading the city of like quarter of a million people and you realize the responsibility that weighs heavily on people like that and i know everyone in public office has their supporters and their detractors and he will no doubt have that as well but let's pray for people like him who are in leadership and take responsibility um for other people yeah so we were um invited out for a meal um last night by the pastor of a church and the he it was just a little way up the road from where we're staying we had no power at where we're staying or water so We'd been working all day. Our hands were black from handling the steelwork of the tent, which has got a light film of oil on it. And it's been, it's <laughs> kind of gets dust and dirt sticking to it. And we we just needed to get in the shower and have a wash so that we could be presentable for going out for a meal in a restaurant. But there was no power or water where we're staying. So we had to kind of wash our hands in squirty soap and wipe them in a towel and <laughs> sort of spray a bit of deodorant and put some tidy clothes on and turn up for the for the meal um and it just makes you feel slightly humbled because you can't however much you may not be an oil painting of great beauty <laughs> just somehow being able to get washed and clean and wash your face and look or have a nice shower and be clean for a meal out is seems normal and then we were listening to the story of Maria who 
was living in the basement of the church and feeding all these people. Again, my previous podcast, um, have a listen. Maria's story is so profound and, and they couldn't have a shower for like three months. And we just take, in England, we just take having a shower as a normal thing, as something that's we can just do, oh, I'll just jump in the shower and I'll be ready, just get some tidy clothes on, I'll be ready. And we do that kind of stuff as our normal. And to go out to a meal without having got cleaned up seems difficult and awkward for us. And uh, this is part of their normal life and the people around us. And I know that there are some war situations they are far, far worse. I'm not trying to say this is really, really the worst ever in the whole world. And there are parts of Ukraine that are much, much more oppressed and difficult than where we are right now. But nonetheless, it, you realise that the shadow of war is like fear is all around their environment like wallpaper on the walls of a house it's like this is this is their environment they're living in we got to the restaurant and everyone was stood outside and one of the ladies who runs the restaurant was outside with a blanket round her um, and they were on their phones and this kind of thing and there was no power at the restaurant and it looked like quite a nice swanky restaurant um but there was no power. And it's like, however lovely your restaurant is, if you haven't got electricity, you can't open, you can't serve people. Your business is, um, is impacted, isn't it? And so this is kind of normal power outages just throughout the night, throughout the evening, um, affecting different parts of the city. So we drove a bit and we got to one where they did have power and we had an amazing meal and it was really lovely. And we got back home and the power was on. So we had showers and stuff retrospectively. <laughs> but it's just really helpful sometimes to be in. <coughs> it's really helpful sometimes with our prayers to actually be in place, be alongside the people, to feel a bit of their daily experience and to have that level of connection then when we pray. So I just want to pray for the nation of Ukraine and pray, Lord, that the war will come to a speedy end, an agreeable end without more. Lord, that you will bring this bloodshed and hostility to a close and that the city of Rivna and other cities like it will not be burying more and more dead every day, as AJ said, but it will be... Um, able to be all that you've called it to be lord and we pray as well for a breakout of your spirit that goes so far beyond just the normal oh that's a good thing god is moving let it be a dramatic powerful invasion of the holy spirit that takes place in the nation of ukraine that it would be overrun with a move of the mighty spirit of God. We invite your angels into this nation, into this city, and across the length and breadth of Ukraine. In Jesus' name, Lord, and we pray that the that you will raise up those who are anointed by your spirit to bring healing to the broken, 
to really bring restoration into families and homes and lives that have been devastated by the horrors of war in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you, everyone. If you've enjoyed these podcasts, do share them and like them and review them, whatever you can do. It really helps. Lots of love. God bless you. Bye-bye.